Welcome to the Not Just Any Business podcast from Not Just Any CPA firm, Honkamp Kruger. Here are your hosts for this episode, marketing partner and CMO, Nicole Gantz, and senior content marketing guru, Amy Bell Qualick. Ladies, take it away. Welcome to the Not Just Any Business podcast brought to you by top 100 CPA and business advisory firm, Honkamp Kruger. This podcast brings to you unique insights on the hottest business topics and issues today. Today's hot topic is business transition, also known as succession planning and M&A. Our guest today is Martha Sullivan, partner at Han Kim Kruger. She has over 30 years of experience and was one of the foremost experts on the hot topic of business transition. She has the alphabet soup of credentials, including CPA, CVA, ABV, CMNAA and CEPA. If you want to know what those stand for, Google it, or you can just trust us that she is highly qualified to talk about business transition. Martha is a regular blogger for In Business Magazine and on Honkamp Kruger's blog at honkamp.com. On a daily basis, Martha is passionately dedicated to helping the largest generation of business owners, the baby boomers, transition their business their way. But it's usually not their way, and that's why they need Martha. So welcome, Martha Sullivan. Thank you. We're happy to have you here. Thank you. First off, can you just tell us a little bit about what business transition planning is and why you're so passionate particularly about this topic? Absolutely. Business transition is usually viewed as simply a transaction of, of moving a business from one owner to another business. But really, it's really so much, much more um, than that. Obviously, the transaction is a part of it, but that is not all of it. Transition planning is really about being ready and and thinking about what will make your business strong, what can generate um, the the good results that you need to have a sustainable and transferable business when you want to actually leave the business. That might be two years from now, that might be 20 years from now. But having that transition mindset is really the valuable thing um, that makes business transition planning so important. Why I'm so passionate about it, I've seen so many different things happen um, to business owners throughout my career. And the bottom line is we don't get to control what happens in our lives. And if you have your plans in place and are operating according to them, being ready all the time, the chances of you having a successful transition and the chances of you having as much control as possible, even in negative situations, is so much higher. And it's just really important to me, having worked in family business and private businesses throughout my career as well as CPA firms. Awesome. Yeah. So what are you seeing from today's business owners when it comes to transition plans? Do they have any? I mean, how common is it? It's not very common, unfortunately. The vast majority of business owners do not have a business transition plan. The Wisconsin chapter of the Exit Planning Institute, which I'm the president of, last year in 2018, we sponsored, in addition to Han Camp and other sponsors, the chapter underwrote a survey of Wisconsin business owners. This survey has been replicated in many other regions in where there are other chapters for EPI. And the results are 
really pretty consistent throughout the country. And they definitely show that business owners are absolutely not prepared. They uh, show that 93% of business owners understand the importance. They understand that it's important for them to have a plan for their future. They understand that it's important for their business to have uh, a plan in place. But 80% of business owners have no written plan. And what's even more troubling is 43% haven't thought of it at all. They've done zero planning, let alone writing it down. But at the same time this is taking place, 50% of the owners want to exit in five years. And um, 70%, over 70%, want to exit within the next 10, but they have no plan. They know it's important, but they haven't done anything about it. So it's a significant disconnect for business owners. Those are startling statistics. Yes, they are. They're, they're startling, and they're very, very troubling because the impact and the, the ripple effect, if you will, is pretty pronounced. So here's a little section we like to call, how did I not know this when it comes to business? A lot of people think that transitioning is just about retiring or selling or closing, maybe handing down, but there's really a lot more to it than that, right? I mean, there are actually some pretty common reasons besides those that you choose that can cause you to transition a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Retirement is most definitely the the common reason that pushes transition planning or ownership to change. But there, that's not the only reason. There have been other surveys that have shown that burnout is actually an increasing factor that prompts business owners of any age to decide to exit their business. But there's also the reality that there's a 50-50 chance that a business owner will be forced to um, give up, if you will, their ownership of the business. There's a 50-50 chance that the five, what we refer to as the five Ds, death, divorce, disability, disagreement, or distress in terms of like economic distress or something like that, forces the issue. So the only thing we can actually be sure about is that we don't know what life is going to hand us, but there's a 50-50 chance. If we played rock, paper, scissors right now, one of us would have con- some control over it, and the other of us may not have any control over when that has to happen. So it's, it's, that's why we encourage our business owners to have that mindset of always being ready. Run the business as if you were going to put it up for sale soon, kind of like you take care of your house. You keep it in good order so that it's, it's attractive to the next business owner. At the same time, pay attention to what you need as an individual, as a business owner, and make sure you have the, the things in place that you need to make a smooth transition personally. It's, um, that's just as important to be making progress on, on both tracks. Um, progress, not perfection. So do you think business owners today might have a bit of maybe I'm invincible attitude or if that's not going to happen to me when thinking about these potential transition triggers and maybe that's why they don't plan or it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind? There may be some invincibility. Invincibility isn't necessarily the word that usually pops in my mind about it. Uh, Denial Mm -hmm. is (laughs) more common uh, in terms of the mind mindset, if you will, of the business owners. But realistically, our business owners have 
a lot on their minds. They carry the weight of the world, if you will, on their shoulders. They need to take care of their customers. They need to take care of their employees, their vendors. They have a lot going on that keeps them busy in their day-to-day lives. And there's only 24 hours a day that, Mm -hmm. that they can do that. And so you throw in a a dash of that denial and being busy people, and it just slips off the the to-do list, if you will, in terms of priorities. It gets away from them. Um, And so it ends up being one of those things that, you know, it's a can kick down the road. It just doesn't happen um, the way that it should, even though it's vitally important to their, their future, their families future and outcomes and as well as their business. Right. So can you talk a little bit about why it's important to be prepared and have a plan? I mean, you've touched on some of these things, but um, what's the real root of it? The real root of it is, I think, recognizing that, yes, it's a transition. It's a transaction, uh, potentially, but at the core, it is a transformation. Uh, for the business owner as well as for the business. It's a transformation of the business owner's life, their family's life. Um, As a person, you know, what are you going to be doing after you're no longer the grand poobah of the business? Um, And how does that impact your your well-being and your family? It impacts and transforms your business because there's a new sheriff in town and they may have different ideas and, and thoughts about the direction for the business. So there, it impacts a lot of lives um, along the way. So that's one of the reasons why it's important to be planning ahead for these things. Transformations take time. One of the things that we encounter very often with business owners is dependency of the business on the actual owner. If I'm the the owner of the business, it may be that all the key relationships are with me. It may be that I have all the, the knowledge of our secret sauce. It may be that all the decisions have to come through me. You know, maybe I don't make, quote-unquote, all the decisions, but they need my blessing. Well, that sort of dependency can be a real deal killer. It can be a real value killer for a business owner. And making the transition so the company does not rely on me is going to take time. I need to find people that I can trust. I need to develop them. I need to uh, train them on the systems and all of those things. And then more importantly, in many regards, is building those bridges between myself as a business owner and the other relationships that are so valuable to the success and sustainability of the business. So those things take time. On the personal front, remember that we're talking about two paths here. It takes time to build your personal path as well. And this is true whether you're a business owner or you're just a, an average bear, if you will, as we think about how much time we dedicate to our business lives, our work lives. It's the source of our um, it's a source of our intellectual stimulation. It's a source of our emotional day, you know, eight, eight to ten hours a day. That's your social fabric. Depending on the job, that may be your physical activity as well. And when that shifts and you're no longer doing those activities 
what's going to replace it. If you want to get on a board or be involved with philanthropy or other activities, it takes time to build those building blocks so you can have a seamless transition. And uh, as opposed to being, you know, in ground zero when when you leave the business. So really, like, uh, business owners could take this as self-care for the business, you know, by working on these plans and being prepared, they should add it in just like taking care of their health and that kind of thing as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. The the personal side of it deals with taking care of their health. It deals with addressing um, what brings them meaning in their life and what will continue to bring them meaning in their life. It addresses some of the yucky life stuff of taking care of your legal house and order and your financial and your wealth management as well. So there are a lot of moving parts and pieces to this whole thing. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. So rather than business transition, it's really business transformation. What do clients think when they hear that word transformation? Does that help you bring it home to them how important this is? I think people pause when they hear hear the word transformation because so many uh, business owners think of it as, well, I'm just going to gift the business to my kids and life will go on, or I'll sell it to my partners and life will go on. And they're not, because they're so focused on that transaction, they forget or don't want to deal with the other things. So I think it, the reaction isn't an, oh my God, what did, what word did she just say? It's more of, you, you see a glint in the eye with the business owner and it starts to seep in. Um, this is a slow, gradual process, which is why it's so important to be talking about this topic along the way. So um, people can be aware and colleagues and family members can talk to one another and, and prepare. Absolutely. So uh, we have another little segment we like to call What Alexa Can't Tell You. So people like to ask <laughs> Alexa all kinds of questions these days. But in all honesty, what would you say is the likelihood that a business owner will be able to transfer their business their way? I mean, what's the harsh reality if people aren't prepared? Well, you know, Alexa is a lovely, lovely girl. She's, you know, unless you get rude with her, she's not going to she's not going to dish the harsh reality. Uh, and the the fact of the matter of she's not going to tell you that you've got a 50/50 chance of having control over when you exit or how you exit. Uh, she's she's not going to tell you that you could get to the end of your ride in owning this business and actually have something that is not transferable and has no value along the way, um, in, in, which is, you know, she's not going to tell you you're SOL <laughs> when, it, when it comes down to it. If you were banking on a nest egg and you actually didn't prepare for that nest egg to give you what you, you need it to, that's really the harsh reality is the, the fact that by being in denial, they're really setting themselves up to risk. I'll give you a couple of, of, of quick examples. We're working with one firm. It's a partnership of about five different owners. It's a, a wonderful business, but it has a high degree of 
customer, what we refer to as customer concentration. Many or most of their orders come from a single source uh, customer. And that is a factor that really suppresses the business value when it comes time to sell because a buyer, somebody looking at that business and, and being willing to invest, is going to say, oh my goodness, you've got 30% of your sales coming from this one customer. Mm-hmm. What if that one customer decides they don't like you anymore? Well, that's going to that's gonna take the value of your business down. And in some instances, it could be significant. And the, these partners have a number of, of members that want to sell the business now. They're at that point in their life where, no, we, we have to do this in the next year. And you can't change a customer concentration issue in 12 months at, right, at all. Right, right. So they're really, really um, disappointed. And then another example that comes to mind is uh, another business that the it was a family business. Uh, so you had dad at the helm with mom somewhat involved, daughter somewhat involved, and he had an untimely death in mid, in his mid fifties, and they had ignored certain things along the way, even something that seems as mundane as the physical property. It wasn't necessarily spiffed up, and there were some things out in the the. Um, Yard, if you will, that weren't taken care of that they couldn't, and they got dinged for it mm-hmm. as as they went to sell the business, and they had to sell the business. They didn't have any alternatives um, because of the financial scenario that that particular family was in. So he was fifty years old. So when should someone start thinking about business transition? Because I bet a lot of fifty-year-olds don't think about it yet. Having worked with a few 50-year-olds um, and knowing a few of them personally, um, when you're in your early 50s, you still think you've got the tiger by the tail. You still have lots of lots of gas in the tank, lots of energy, and you're still in that, um, that very optimistic kind of framework. 50 is truly the new 30. Mm-hmm. But then as you creep into your mid-50s, and get closer to being within that, you know, 55 to 65 range, you see a light bulb go on. Maybe it's a nightlight. It may not be a huge (laughs) light, but you see that light going on going, oh my goodness, I only have 10 years. I better start thinking about it. But whether they're motivated enough to actually act on it is a different thing. To answer your question, when should they start? I personally believe you should start, if you own a business, you should start today. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how mature your business is. This is really, it's not exit planning. It's not transition planning. It's just sound business strategy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So has anyone ever been able to put any kind of dollar figure behind how much profit is lost by being ill-prepared? I mean, when you take what that could be and multiply by the number of people who aren't ready, it has to be a huge number. 
by some estimates, the, the, the value of businesses that are expected to transition with the baby boomer generation, there's some estimates that it's about $10 trillion of value. So yes, it's, it's not profit per se, but it's a whole lot of economic value that is at risk. And um, so there is not really statistics per se as to what any given business owner leaves on the table if they aren't prepared. What's reported in the data that we're able to access is really about those successful transactions. What were they able to sell for? The, the failures, if you will, don't get reported. But the fact of the matter is, is about 80% of the businesses that are taken to the market, don't, that those transactions don't close. So there is the the M&A process is pretty complicated and it's very emotional and striking that win-win takes some effort. So it doesn't mean that the company wouldn't ever sell, mm-hmm. but you might have to go to the dance floor a few times along along the way. So it is staggering and when you think about the ripple effect uh, on the economy, it just kind of kind of scares scares the daylights out of me, frankly. Um, but if you know, you're know you a half-full kind of person, it's a great opportunity for some young entrepreneurs as well to um, maybe grow through acquisition. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So we are talking about the largest generation ever of business owners, and most of them aren't ready, as we've discussed. So how can we, as a business community, kind of tackle this issue? Because we're going to be dealing with it for a couple more decades. Yes, absolutely. We'll be dealing with it for uh, for quite a while. So podcasts like this are an awesome start, and I was very excited to um, be invited to be a part of this. Education and communication conversation, I think, is really a critical starting point because this is a very private conversation um, for business owners. It's not one that they rush to uh, talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, They sometimes are reluctant to go to seminars on selling your business because they don't want to be outed as even thinking about selling their business. So it is a very delicate topic. But offering those educational opportunities, encouraging our our business owner friends to attend and to educate themselves is really, really, really very important. One of the things uh, within our business transition strategies group, which is the team that I'm on at Han Camp, we work very, very hard to get the message out. Um, for example, we've launched our Finding True Value owner roundtables. Those are small group, eight to 10 max business owners in a room talking about what creates value in their business. It's not really, the owner roundtables are not about exit. Mm -hmm. We touch on exit, but that's really shouldn't, that's not the focus. The focus is making sure you're always ready and you're a strong business so you can always be ready if if the time comes that you need to. Awesome. Also, your blog series is a great educational opportunity that you have with In Business Magazine. Yes, In also, Business and Out of Madison, yes. Yeah, and then also republished on Huncamp.com. It's real quick, easy reads that really do hit home. So we just highly encourage people to check out her blog series with In Business and Huncamp.com. Yeah, thank you. It was interesting. We started working with a client who 
gets the newsletters and, and things of that nature. And we're helping them through a process. And he's like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know you did this. And I read this one, and I, that really helped me. So thank you. I, I appreciate the acknowledgement, Nicole. So, you know, what are people not thinking about that they should be when it comes to this topic that we haven't kind of covered? You know, what are kind of the, the hidden ideas that we should be thinking about? You know, when people start thinking about their retirement, very often they have the basics covered. Okay, do I have enough money? Do I have my legal ducks in order? Uh, what they're often not spending time is, on is what am I going to do with my life and how am I going to fill my day? There was a, a survey done by Price Waterhouse several years ago um, of business owners after they sold their business within about 12 months of selling their business. They asked them their satisfaction, you know, how happy were they with that particular transaction? And um, what was so heartbreaking was three quarters of them said that they profoundly regretted. Wow. Oh, wow. Three-fourths? Three-fourths, 75%. Profoundly? Profoundly. That's what, they, that's what they selected, was profoundly regretted selling their business. Some of that may have had to do with the value and not understanding why they got the value that they got. But actually, in digging deeper, the um, being prepared for that next act in your life was an even greater driver. Because you leave your business and you're used to being the grand poobah. Mm -hmm. You're used to it being a critical part of your identity and your daily activities. And all of a sudden, I, you know, I've heard some business owners afterwards actually say, and now I'm, I'm a nobody. You know, I mm -hmm. go to cocktail parties and how do I introduce myself? Th that's that's really, really big stuff mm -hmm. that... When you live in the land of denial, you're not going to um, necessarily step up to. But it's, I think, just as uh, important, if not more. So we picture those retired running off into the sunset, laying on beaches, playing golf, and quite jealous and excited for them, but just not the case. Most business owners go bonkers after you know a month on the golf course. Mm -hmm. um, the other dynamic is all of a sudden at home, you're underfoot. And your partner may or may not be appreciating the fact that <laughs> <laughs> you are underfoot all the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's another real dynamic that you need to be thinking about and, and working for. As I said earlier, we all have things that have meaning in our lives. Even the busiest business owners, if they reach down deep and think about what else gives them meaning in their life, that will give them a clue as to what might be a path to go down. Very often, business owners like, I am, if I'm not my business, I don't know who I am. Well, think about what brings meaning in your life, and you'll find it. Mm -hmm. You'll find it. Absolutely. So what have you personally experienced with clients that was maybe a little bit jarring that you think people should know? There's, there are two pieces. Um, well, I should say there are two, two clients that are coming to mind at the moment. One of the pieces 
is when the business owner thinks that they can handle this themselves and they don't bring in their posse of advisors to help them. It's really so important that I kind of envision circling the wagons of advisors around the business owner in the center. And the business owner tells them, this is what's important to me. This is what I want to accomplish. You, my little brain trust, are here to help me figure this out and get it done. Business owners that try to do it themselves are not experienced enough in this type of transaction when it's down to the transaction. There are a lot of people in that particular shark tank, and you could find yourself in a situation that you don't really want to be in. Um, Maybe your wealth um, management plan and the business sale structure conflict with each other, and it could blow up your whole tax plan Mm -hmm. if you don't have the right people at the table at the right time. So that's, that's one thing. And the other piece is making sure you've got systems in place that allow you to demonstrate to that next owner that you've got your stuff together, that, that the business is operating well and operating smoothly. Uh, an example that we're dealing with right now is a business owner, very successful family business. They've been in business for, for many, many decades. But his attitude towards financial management was kind of like a kiddo saying, well, I've got checks in my, my checkbook, so I must be okay. <laughs> he had complete disdain for accounting systems. But when the buyer wanted to see basic information, like what's your revenue by product line, what's your profitability by product line, they couldn't deliver it and it almost killed the deal. Wow. We had to get very creative to keep the deal on track. So with that, can you elaborate on the importance of including your CPA, trusted advisor, in the business transition process? Absolutely. You know, the the business transition process, uh, the key advisor should be your CPA, uh, the person who understands your tax situation, your business situation. It should uh, partner up with a, a transaction attorney, somebody who understands the business of selling, buying and selling businesses or doing family transactions. The same person that does your will is probably not that person. They probably don't have the experience that would be most beneficial in that situation. Having your wealth manager involved in the conversation up front is also important. Uh, So you can do adequate planning and understand what you need versus what you want. And and then uh, back on the accounting firm, having a business valuation element to it as well to get that sanity check. What's the business really worth on the market today? Understanding that that'll change. Things change. It'll, it could be worth one thing today and something else completely different next month. But you need those data inputs So you can really balance what's important in your life um, and make some decisions based on good, solid information. Absolutely. So let's have a little fun. Can you tell us about a success story recently that you've helped someone through this process? You bet. One of of the more recent successes, when when I say more recent, uh, we we were able to witness... uh, eight-year process come to fruition. 
And eight, eight years. Eight years, mm-hmm. yes. It was an eight-year process. And in this particular scenario, there it was a, a family business. The family was made up of cousins. It wasn't, so it was uh, second generation, third generation, I should say third generation in, in that instance. Um, and there was an age difference between the two owners that were 50-50 owners. One of them was in his mid-50s. The other one was just turning 50. So there you have the the one with the tiger by the tail, and you have the other one having these aha moments, we need to get ready, which is why I got involved eight years ago. And they recognized that they had some significant owner dependency issues, and we needed to go to work on and making making things better. So fast forward uh, into the last year, the elder of the two partners wanted to ride off into the sunset. And because we had gotten a couple of valuations, because they were working with their attorney and understood what was in their buy-sell agreement, the two owners were able to make well-informed decisions as to whether they should go to market or what are their options. They ultimately chose um, for the one partner to buy the other one out. They balanced language in the buy-sell agreement, which would have been a lower value based on how that said you had to value the company versus what the market said. Mm. But they had the data to make informed decisions, and they were able to strike what was fair between them. So now the one owner is a sole owner, and he's not wild about being the only one. He wants to have others involved in the business. So he, in turn, was able to take that same data and make decisions about what he wanted to do in terms of inviting the people that we had been developing for the last five years into ownership. Had they not really done their homework, that table wouldn't have been set. They wouldn't have set the framework. They wouldn't have set the organizational structure, the organizational culture. They wouldn't have even been able to make decisions, informed decisions about whether existing other existing family members were up to the task. And ultimately, it was decided they weren't, um, which was a hard thing to navigate, but an important one as well for plenty of communication. And all the family members are still happily there and understand. So I strike that up as a win. It was just really, really fun to uh, contribute to that and see both the owners and the business thrive um, going forward. They made more money along the way and ultimately had a very successful transition. And it kind of sounds like, you know, over the eight years, it just really evolved. It went from them planning and then buying out, but then getting ready for the next. I mean, it's it's an evolving thing. It's kind of almost never over. It Well, it's never over. It, it, over. It's really, it truly is business strategy with an eye towards exit. Mm-hmm. But if, you're, if you've got a strong business and you've got yourself organized, it is an evolution. And it's it's a win-win situation along the way. One of the things that we see very often with business owners is they're so far focused on the profitability of the company. Got to make income, got to make income, got to make income. And that's, you can have income but not have value. Hmm. If you're not focusing on what creates and sustains value, you can have all that profitability but 
in the case of the, the folks that had the concentration, they had little value. If you focus on value, you will have income along the way. You'll have, have your cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. if you will. So that's an important paradigm shift for people to think about uh, in terms of, of having your cake and eating it too. And, and should profitability be your sole focus? And I would advocate no. Right. So as we wrap up, do you have any last words for everyone listening on this topic? You know, final words, get yourself ready. Mm-hmm. Always be ready. And, and I like to think of it as making a sell-by date irrelevant. You know, we all see on the, the, the bread or the crackers or your, even your Cokes. Coca-Cola is, you know, sell-by date. And the, the fact of the matter is you don't want to be beholden to a sell-by date. Make sure that you're always ready. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that does it for today's episode. Thank you, Martha Sullivan, for sharing your passion and insights with us on business thank transition. You. It was awesome. And thank you to Happy Smith Productions for producing this episode. If you would like more information on Han Kemp Cougar's business transition services, please call us at 888-556-0123, email info at hankemp.com, or reach out to us on our social media pages. Also, Martha has a Twitter feed. Exit stage right. Look for Martha Sullivan. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And don't miss out on our future hot topics. We'll see you next time on the Not Just Any Business Podcast.